Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound. There she is. beautiful listeners welcome back inside the sound this is michael and this is ryan and we are very pleased to have a special guest join us today would, would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to our beautiful listeners mm-hmm. hello my name is brianna moore Woo! Woo! crowd noise what happened to the yeah. crowd noise man uh, we should have queued that up. It's more, it's very appropriate. It's appropriate for it's right appropriate. there. Like I'm excited. Uh-huh. And so I want the crowd to show. Yeah. When you say your name, there should be like an equivalent <laughs> amount of enthusiasm coming. Your way. Yeah. <laughs> They're just crickets. <laughs> <laughs> but the happy crickets. That's really uh-huh. the crickets are the ones who are clapping. You see. Uh huh. Yeah. Thank, thank you for joining us and welcome. And uh, of course. Yeah, you know, Thank we really you. just wanted to kind of get a chance to talk with you a bit and get to know you and understand um, what kind of about you, what it is that mm-hmm. you that drives you into that drives you into music and and how you're, you know, what you're up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, music is my biggest passion. Um, I mean, I'm I think I'm very passionate as a person in general. But it's always like I've been singing since I basically could talk. Um, I've always loved music and I've always loved singing. I've done it my whole life, like I said. And um, I've only recently started taking it seriously. Like I own, I think I've been, really been doing stuff since like January of this year, like really putting myself out there, I'll say. Um, and it's been really good so far. Like my TikTok is doing pretty well. That grew pretty quickly. Um, and then I've done covers with people like the Angel of Mine cover mm-hmm. with Stan Taylor. And I did a cover with Dave Fenley um, to everyone knows it, Shallow. Shallow. Originally done by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and um, what else? Oh, I'm going to be going on tour soon, which will be fun with Dave. Yeah. Friendly. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be opening for him. So that will be really fun. My favorite part about music, I think, is live performing, which is so weird because I'm an introvert and I don't like, like, I'm very shy normally in person, but just I like performing and I love singing on stage. So, yeah. That's you gave us a lot to talk about. Though. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm it was a little That's blabber. Good, 
uh, you know, the oh, first. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry, no, no. The thing that I'm, I'm, it's, I'm so sorry, dude. The, <laughs> right you know what bat. it is? It's because you just started doing. You said you started taking it seriously this year. Yeah. So what mm-hmm. changed for you? What made you decide to take it seriously? Or what does that mean to take it seriously? You know. Well, you, you know, ever since I was maybe like 13 or 14, I would post like sporadic YouTube videos, but I never like really thought of doing anything with it because. This is what I would tell everyone, even like in January, when I was starting to take it seriously, like I say, I would say I'm a realist. Like I always thought I was a realist. I'm not so much a dreamer. I'm more of like, I have to be practical and realistic with like my plans for my life and whatever. And what changed for me was actually my manager because he found me and he really like put more of like a he made me believe in myself more and made me believe that I could really like do something with it. So he's been the biggest, I guess, like my biggest supporter, I should say. And he gave me kind of more confidence to really take it seriously. Let's see. So like, like a catalyst, like something that sort of it's, you know, it's funny how that works though. Like the internet will bring people to you that you never expected. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. It is amazing. I've actually met a lot of people online, like a lot of my friends online, and I love it for that reason. So, Bree, you you said that you didn't quote take it seriously. The music mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. was was that also an element of you didn't really believe that for you, you know, being a realist in your particular situation, that it was even possible. You know, I I think that always in the back of my mind, I was like, maybe I could do something with this. But like I said, my realist self was just like, you know, like, no, not going to happen. I feel like that's terrible to be like that because I feel like most people are like, yeah, I always knew and I have always been doing this and I blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not like that. I just never really like. You know, I just, I think that's, um, there, there should be a happy medium though. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, like yeah. with the belief, but also trying to temper it with understanding the reality of your situation. And that's fine. You know, yeah, I completely yeah. understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, to take a couple of steps back, you mentioned that you're a super passionate person. Yes. That's one of the first things that you mentioned about yourself. Uh-huh. Why did why do you think you mentioned that first? I just think I'm very like my when I love something it's everything to me. I think like if you were to ask me to describe myself and I know that's like kind of contradictory to what I just said, but like if you were to ask me to describe myself I think the first thing I would say is that I'm passionate because like even like about what I love and the people that I love and things like that, like I'm just very, I guess I'll say intense, like intense, passionate. Like I just, you're all in You love. Life. Yes. Yes, exactly. Hey, well, you well, know, that's you know, that's not a bad thing <laughs> No. <laughs> when you go for something, you're all in. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that's helped you since you started mm-hmm. uh, taking 
your music more serious? Has that been the case? Yeah. Yes, it has helped me a lot. But I just think like what I've always lacked in my is like a belief in myself. So now that I'm finally gaining that like confidence and belief in myself, I'm finally able to be as passionate as I want to and just do the things that I love to do rather than being like that. It's just not going to happen. That's a great thing. You know, the topic of belief in oneself is something that keeps coming up. There are a few things Mm -hmm. that keep coming up. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your opinion, Bri, on why you think there's a lot of people that the belief in themselves was never quite where it should be or why do you think it was like why do you think more people aren't helping other people believe in themselves i think it just all has to do with people's self-esteem and like i also think that a lot of people view other people as competition especially if you're like insecure Mm -hmm. or you just do have a lower sense of self-worth you know what i mean so it's more like you're not going to try to build other people up and make them feel better about themselves or believe in themselves because you feel so negatively about yourself too. And I feel like a lot of people's, I mean, I can't speak for everyone, but I do know a lot of people struggle with like their sense of self and um, insecurity and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a, it's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. I think we all go through it in varying degrees. Mm-hmm. We, we all come into this world completely helpless. Yep. We need people to tell us what's going on and mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It, you're gonna we all we all end up with our own baggage in one way or the other, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> That's very true. You know, but mm-hmm. being able to being able to like focus on what brings you the most like brings the most joy or brings the most meaning, you know, mm-hmm. and not listen mm-hmm. so much to outside voices. I mean, I don't know. Why, what is it that stops so many of us from like taking that step of believing in ourselves and putting yeah. our music out there, whatever the art is, right? It doesn't matter mm-hmm. what it is. But, mm-hmm. What is that? Why, are, yeah. you know, why do so many of us feel that insecurity that you talked about, you know? Yeah. I mean, I just think it's like, I do think it has a lot to do with how we're raised. And um, I also think that ugh, I feel, hope I don't sound like a negative Nancy, but I just think a lot of people are judgmental and a lot of us do really just care so much what other people think. And I think that also has a lot to do with it is caring what other people think. I really appreciate your insight, but I also really appreciate the use of the term negative Nancy. I just like that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ryan yeah. gave me a hard time when I use it, but you know, she was really silent when you did. I noticed that. <laughs> you used it in the appropriate moment. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That's good. I'm glad we covered that. Yeah. And Brie, like, we want this to be a place where you can say what you're really thinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I will. Yeah, That's one thing like, I'm going to. Because how you're feeling at any given moment is valid. It's true, yeah. right? And who cares what other people think of it? Yes, I um, agree. You do get cool points for old-timey phrases like negative Nancy, rigmarole. Uh, <laughs> rigmarole. Yeah, hooligan. I love hooligan. If you, if you can throw out a money doesn't grow on trees. Oh, yeah, that's the good <laughs> stuff. Now we're talking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you're not wrong, though, yeah. as far as the the level of judgment in our mm -hmm. society today. I think it's just yeah. completely out of hand. You know, mm -hmm. like, I do too. If you can't live your life the mm -hmm. way that makes you happy mm -hmm. without other people, and it's like there's always critics no matter what. Yeah. There, yeah. There's going to be critics no matter what you decide to do. Right. So you might as well do what you love. Yes. Totally agree. Do you feel happier since you since you've made the decision to take your music more seriously? Yeah, I do because I finally feel like I'm doing something that I want to be doing That's and great. like yeah. I do. And like, I'm my biggest, what's the word? Um, I just like, I like to do what I want to do. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but like, I just like to have my freedom to do what makes me feel the best and what I love the most. And I'm finally getting to do that. So, and I believe everybody should be able to do what they want to do um, and what they love to do. So it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. And actually in today's society with the technology that we have, it's, mm -hmm. it's so doable now. It's yeah. Doable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of younger people are, are realizing that. Yes. And, and just going for it. And you mm -hmm. see how many people are, you know, millionaires off their, their music or their YouTube or, you know, the sponsorship that they got from their TikTok channel. Like yeah. mm -hmm. there's so many avenues and so many things in the world that you can do. Yeah. Um, to use your talents to make a living now more than ever. Mm -hmm. So yep. definitely possible. Social media and the internet are a blessing and a curse. That's for, that's for sure. How, <laughs> how have you uh, experienced both of those? Do you have any examples of that? Well, I mean, I used to, it's so funny because I used to be the biggest hater of social media and everything like that. Like I had maybe 200 followers on Instagram, my private account, I would post like really crusty, bad quality pictures. And I had like five Did pictures on my crusty, <laughs> crusty <Yes. bad> <laughs> that's an interesting way to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Just they like bad is what you're saying. Bad. They were just bad. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hate social media. And I would turn my phone <laughs> off for a week at a time. I was just very like cynical about it. But I mean, I've grown to love it. I still have a love-hate relationship with it, especially because like TikTok is my biggest platform, I guess, because that's where I have the most amount of followers. Um, and like the people on there can be so rude but then there's also people on there who can be amazing and nice. And I'm learning how to deal with the rude people. Um, I don't really like when people are rude. So, and then sometimes I can be rude back and I'm working on that. But back to the blessing and the curse thing. I just think that, <laughs> I just think that like, one for me like it puts you into contact with so many more people than you would ever get to be put into contact with in normal life mm, um you, there's a lot more opportunities like you said and um 
but I do think that people just think they can hide behind screens and things like that and just be dickheads. Like, you know, like, Definitely. so they think they have balls cause no one can see them, but you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Sorry. It, it, it does seem to be the case that people that have the most attitude have some type of safety barrier that they yeah. have behind. They know mm-hmm. that the, you know, the real repercussion is not going to be there. Yeah. Um, But since we've been on social media and kind of analyzing it, and especially a lot of people talk about, you know, the hate type of comments that they get. Yeah. A lot of time, it just seems that people want attention really bad. They do. Don't know how to get it. So they know if they, you know, it might be people that like you, you know, that want your attention so desperately. Uh-huh. If they get it by insulting you, <laughs> at least they got it, right? Some people yeah. want attention that bad. Yeah. That is very true. And there are comments. That, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You you continue. I was gonna say, and then there's other people that just, you know, like tearing things down. That's just so mm-hmm. wired. Yeah. I have the yeah. opposite problem where I, uh-huh. cause like they're all my friends and I love everybody and I'm so yeah. full of joy and laughter and I just want to oh, like everything, comment in everybody's yeah. post, but like, that's not good. Like that's not no. good. I can't be just that. It's too much. It, yeah. you're, it's overstimulation. It, it can get uh-huh. that way for some people. And, and I'm mm-hmm. definitely on that. Just, you know, pretty colors and you know, scroll. Yes. You know what I, mean? mm-hmm. I know. So, you know, I bless you in the curse. This I is a, a question yep. that, that just came to my mind that I've never asked anyone. Like mm-hmm. when you post something on mm-hmm. social media, mm-hmm. how much react, like what kind of reaction are you looking for? Are you, expecting? Mm-hmm. are you comfortable with? Um. So you said, how much reaction am I looking for? Am I expecting? And am I comfortable with? Right. Okay. Um. Well, I think this has also changed. Like before I would have said, nothing like I would just post what I wanted and whatever Hmm. and I still think I'm somewhat like that I've toned it down a little bit um but I think I I don't really know actually I don't know if I'm looking like if I post a cute selfie of myself or something like I don't know if I'm or like if I'm posting a TikTok or something like that I actually don't think I go into it expecting something like I don't know if I go into it expecting a certain amount of comments or likes or views or something like that. Like, I think I just kind of, you know, just it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, for me, it's become kind of something I'm fascinated by because Mm -hmm. yeah, if, if a woman posts a selfie of herself, it's obviously a picture that that like for example when you post a selfie of yourself it's obviously something you feel good about and you feel comfortable proud of Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i've looked at the comments on some of these posts and Mm -hmm. especially guys can get a little out there yeah with their (laughs) praise like what seems would be an uncomfortable level like how how do you take that (laughs) i mean um I feel like that's also been a more recent thing, but like, 
I don't know. I guess I don't think much of it. Most of the time, I think it's funny. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, especially to like people that are in my DMs and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I just think it's funny for the most part. <laughs> I don't know. People sliding in your DMs. How often does that happen to you? A lot, but a oh, lot really? more now that I'm like on TikTok and stuff like that. And people will come from my TikTok and like, you know, and have a lot of weird stuff to say. I have one guy who DMs me every day and he says, um, maybe I shouldn't be saying this, but he's always like, Jesus loves you very much. Like, he just said he just <laughs> sends me a bunch of links to like Jesus videos and like saying Jesus loves you. It means well. But yes, he means very well. It's very sweet, but like I don't know. I just think things like that are funny, but <laughs> yeah. Uh I, I can it's it's abnormal, right? I, I think like you said, considering you didn't necessarily have the same spotlight and the same uh-huh. amount of followers. So when you're getting all this different type of attention, I'm sure sometimes it could feel so, even if it means well, it can feel so out there that it's. Loud. Yes. That, yeah. It's starting to feel a lot better about some of my social presence. <laughs> <laughs> I can, conf- I can with confidence, I can with confidence say that even when I was in the cult, I never DM yeah. somebody was like, here's some links to <laughs> things. And yeah. Three. Do you know that Jesus loves you? <laughs> it's you funny. Like, click the link and find out how. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> but it's like, see, I really do think most people mean well, and they like, right? Like, right. they. I don't. I think um, most people are good, and they just like they don't. Their intentions aren't bad with what they're doing, but they just have a weird way of like going about things but yeah Yeah, that's probably what right the the execution might not always be the best Mm -hmm. but but what what are their intentions i think is you know yeah the most Mm -hmm. thing i think you're right with that yep well you know it's it's funny like also when you enter this world and you become more of a star and more well-known name like all the extra attention you get in different ways were you expecting all of that or did it just start happening was it kind Um, of surprising i don't think i was expecting it i'm you know like i definitely still have a long way to go but it's i don't think i was expecting like especially my i just keep talking about my tiktok because it's my (laughs) it's my tiktok um but like i don't think i was expecting it but i did try to manifest people to come watch my tiktok and then they started coming and watching them so i think my manifestations work yeah how do you have a process uh with with visualization all of that um no not really Mm, i mean i'm into all that kind of stuff like I meditate and I will do like visual, like visualize things while I'm meditating and stuff like that, like visual meditations. And, but no, I don't have a process for it. How did you manifest? Uh, people watching oh, I'm, I'm really curious. I just this. wrote, I just wrote things down in my journal a bunch of times and, <laughs> and yeah. You um, wrote things down and just like reread them daily. Yeah, I read them out loud. I would do my deep breaths and <laughs> meditate and then say them. 
And it sounds like I'm really into man- manifestation right now because it sounds stupid. I think to people who don't know about it, please tell me but- more. Yeah, to people no, I, like I've, I really want to talk about I this. Actually, <laughs> very interested with it myself. Yeah, have seen it be effective. Yeah, yeah. So we'll continue. Well, because it's. I think people just think about it as like you're writing something down, you're saying something out loud, and then it magically comes true. But that's not what it is. It's you're rewiring your brain to like. So if you're like. I'm going to get a bigger butt or something. You're like, I, I have a big butt, you know, whatever. Like I'm just using that because a lot of girls want big butts. Is that, but like, that's a thing. Wait, thank you for thing. peeling yeah. back the curtain for me as a dude. Cause I don't spend any time thinking about my Honestly, butt too much. I guess that's so the, the, that now it's a thing, right? That's so. a thing. Then? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently but that's what just are. as an example, okay. like, all right, I'm so happy or, that you're talking about this. Or you say like, we can also just say like, I'm going to like get my, body better or something like that or i'm gonna eat healthier sure, sure. like okay you're not you're not so you're not saying i have a big butt and then just getting a big butt your brain's gonna make you start wanting to work out more and wanting to do things like it'll make you start doing things that lead you to have like your big booty or whatever does that make mm. sense yeah no i mean that's, yeah. that's what i did today like god i, yeah. I wrote something down and uh-huh. you know ryan had you know, ryan Ryan was busy. Mm-hmm. You were sleeping or doing something, resting, meditating. <laughs> he was doing something important. I got a severe case of food poisoning. Yeah, there's that. Oh no! Read your business. Yeah, Ryan's but, hey, recovering. I'll say it. You know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, food poisoning uh, sucks. Yeah. And I had the choice to be, you know, lazy bum or get off my uh-huh. butt and go do a workout. And yeah. I don't know. It's like I looked at this little thing that I wrote down, and I stared at it, and I was like, mm-hmm. I know where I need to be. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'm doing it. And next yeah. time I'm pushing myself even more than, than I want mm-hmm. to push myself. Cause I know I can do it. And I'm just being mm-hmm. like, I just keep going, man. Keep going. And it works. Yeah. Like it just freaking works. That's amazing. Yeah. When you say it that way, I was like, yeah, I, cause that's what it was like. Next thing you know, I was working out and I was like, okay, I'm going to get this done today. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. It's incredible. I know it is. So in your experience, Bree, how close to what you wrote down has actually occurred when you, when you did what you felt you should do to get there? Um, exactly what I wrote down. I basically wrote down that I had, um, I think it was like, it was before I even had a hundred thousand TikTok followers. I wrote down that I had a hundred thousand TikTok followers. I acted as if I had it because I was just trying to start somewhere, you know, I was just trying to build something. So I was like, okay, like I might as well do that. Cause they say to be very specific with it too. Like not just be like, Hmm. I don't know. I can't think of something, but I basically you would aim. like, you got to aim for something. Yes. You have That's to aim for something. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote it down. I would just write it down. I think, like that's a bad thing about me too is like I'm never I don't have a routine and I'm not very structured. So I would just kind of like go and like write it down as many times as it like didn't hurt my hand, and then I would read them out loud. I do my meditations, and then I just not think about it, and then I do it the next day, and then I not think about it, and I think maybe two months after that is when I passed a hundred thousand followers. Um, on my tiktok and then i've just started to get more than that i'm manifesting stuff not for tiktok i'm manifesting other things that have yet to happen but 
I really believe in it. That's cool. Yeah, I uh-huh. really appreciate you getting really into this cool. stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've I've done it many times, and yeah, I know how. I sensed a bit of hesitation in your voice talking about it because I know how a lot of people look at it. Yeah. It's new agey or yeah, and yeah. It's one of those things that it's worth trying and being serious yeah. about because mm-hmm. every everyone who's done it seriously that mm-hmm. that I know of has gotten pretty good results. Yeah. But you do like have to believe it. Like you have to believe that it's gonna work or it's not going to. That's another thing about it too. Um, and yeah, I, I do get hesitant talking about things like this because I feel like everyone has different opinions and you never know who's just going to be like, what the hell is she talking about? And, you know, if they feel that way, fantastic, you know, they have yeah. every right to, but mm-hmm. at least in, in our lives, right, Brie, we've experimented with it. And if we yeah. found it to work mm-hmm. then for us, it's true. And we believe mm-hmm. it, and that's all that matters. What did you manifest? You don't have to tell me, but um, well, the show when I, yeah, a lot of things with the show, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, the fact yeah. that we've been heard in sixty countries is insane. Oh yeah, but like yeah, that, that is insane. That we want to mm-hmm. be heard all over the world. You know, mm-hmm. our voices are yeah. heard and all over. Yeah, the world. yeah. Of, a lot of things in my other business world, I did that with, and mm-hmm. I, I saw really awesome results. Yeah, so. amazing. Yeah. And, you know, you talked about part of it, too, is rewiring your brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think the the repetition and the auto suggestion, it does mm-hmm. does affect your consciousness in, in a different way. Yeah, it does. So how long how long have you been into that type of thing or was it just recently that you've started experimenting with it? Well, I, it's been recently that I've really gotten into it, but I can also say this, that even before I knew about manifesting, I manifested things and like, (laughs) and like I met when I was in high school. Okay. So I'm just into all this stuff. Like when I was in high school, I read people's auras. Like I do tarot cards. Like I do all that like little hippy dippy stuff. And <laughs> Get, again, with the phrase hippy dippy. That's yeah. <laughs> but like when I was in high school, I, I would always be like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. And I'm, cause this was before I thought I was going to be a singer. So like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. I'm going to move to the West coast, blah, blah, blah. Like I was just like saying all this stuff, thinking it was going to happen. And then I ended up doing that when I graduated high school, I moved to the West coast and I started like teaching yoga, but that ended. I moved back home, which is the home is Pennsylvania. And then I started doing my singing stuff, but that's my other manifestation story. That was my point with that. I manifested that without even knowing. You know, when we're younger, mm-hmm. it's easy. It's like there's less friction. There's less mm-hmm. cynicism beating us yeah. down. Right? Yeah. Uh, fewer repetitions of people telling us we can't do things. And it's mm-hmm. like we. It's easier as a kid to be creative. And you're, yeah. you created a, a thought in your vision in your mind of what you were going to be and do, and it yeah. happened because you 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 gave it life. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
how many times have I given life to something that wasn't my idea? Yeah. It was like yeah. something forced on you, essentially. Flatter, yeah, forced him. Yeah, mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot. And it's the reason yeah. why, you know, the things. It's funny. It's like if you if you spend all your time obsessed about what you're afraid of, you're going to give life to your fears. If you yeah. Oh, yeah. Obsessing about what like good things, you know, those those yeah. good things come to life too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's another thing about people. Uh, I'm so into people um, is I feel like we're always like more focused on like fears and negativity and stuff. Like I not when you say I'm so into people because I know you said earlier you're introvert, right? Isn't that funny <laughs> I'm into how, that, how people- that dichotomy works? Yes, I know. I'm into how people work. Like I was always right. interested in psychology and stuff like that. So I, I know it's weird. It's weird. No, it's I not. hate, I know. hate I, them and I, love I think them. It is very similar in a lot of ways. Yeah. So yeah. I, we identify as well. I've read a lot of psychology yeah. books. Uh huh. A lot of a lot of. We've had a lot of debates into how mm-hmm. how people work. I'm always analyzing that too. Yeah. To figure out why why do most people tend to do this or why do most yeah. people tend not to do this and trying to figure mm-hmm. all that out make yeah. sense of it all yeah it's always the why i'm so into the whys you know i'm glad you brought that up because mm-hmm. i feel like personally right my opinion mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest problems in the world today mm-hmm. is the fact there aren't enough people that ask why yeah yeah why am I, I totally doing agree. what I do, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right? Mm-hmm. They're just trying to like, I don't know. I'm just going to, I'm going to stop there because I don't know. You what call it a crisis of consciousness. Yeah. <laughs> we live automatically. We mm-hmm. we're, you know, we're born. We're like, like I said earlier, it's like we're born into this world helpless, right? We don't know anything. Mm-hmm. And we just yeah. take at face value, whether or not it's Santa Claus or the Easter bunny or whatever mm-hmm. we're told. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we, we approach life like this. You know? mm-hmm. Well, I've heard it said that we become slaves to the minutia of daily life. Ooh, I mm-hmm. like that phrase. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that in that same book, I don't remember what it was. They brought up the example of how there are people that literally have found a job, mm-hmm. go to it every day, come mm-hmm. home and whatever spare time they have, you know, they have a pro- TV program they watch or they do the same thing and it just repeated. Yeah. Over and over. So it gets to the point where thinking is not really a, a thing that most people do. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to think. Yeah. You're just on autopilot. Uh huh. And I've That's been there. Sad. I've been there, unfortunately. Yeah. It's not, not completely <laughs> healthy, at least mm-hmm. for a person who operates the way I do. No, I don't think it's healthy. But I know I know a lot of people who are on uh, autopilot, living life on autopilot. Yeah, and it seems, and I understand there's people in every walk of life that mm-hmm. that are happy doing it because that's what mm-hmm. they chose for themselves. I understand yeah. that, but I also feel like there's a huge population of people that are just doing things because they think they should. Mm-hmm. because they're trying to please somebody else yeah yeah yes definitely so you know the fact that you had the courage to finally say you know what 
what I really wanted to do mm-hmm. was use this gift that I've been given, right? Mm-hmm. Your voice and, mm-hmm. and start making music. So, you know, that's, that's an awesome thing. Like yeah. now, especially at the point I am in my life, I really appreciate when people do that at a young age. I, I really yes. appreciate it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I am so happy. Like, I'm just so happy with what I'm doing right now. So it's very good. So delving back into the music, have you always written songs? Have you always, I mean, you said you've been singing forever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. because you have your own original music, you've also done covers. Yeah. Like how did, was that always something well, there, but you just weren't sharing it? Yeah. Um, I wrote, like, I still write songs, but I used to write songs all the time. And I think I wrote my first song when I was, like, seven. I was in the car. I was driving to my karate lesson. And I used to do taekwondo. Um, <laughs> I, I, I rose to the rank of orange belt, and that's as far you as did. I did. Well... <laughs> I don't want to, I mean, it's not, we're not comparing. I mean, I was a purple belt, but whatever. Uh, (laughs) Gotta love it, right? Yay, karate. Yeah. My mom just wanted me to do everything. But yeah, I would, I've always been writing. I love writing. It was like English was my favorite subject in school. Um, And so, yeah, I've always been writing songs. I also play piano. So I would write a lot of songs like, with that was actually how I would write my songs basically when I got older because I would go on the piano and play some little chords and then write to it that was the easiest way for me Mm -hmm. it's a powerful tool Mm -hmm. it really is yeah what was your main inspiration for the songs that you wrote Um, I mean it's always love or being heartbroken like there's you know that's most songs are about love and heartbreak but I think that's the main inspiration for me at least is it has that pretty much been the case all the way through like is that would that still hold true today yeah definitely Uh uh-huh because well I think yes I do I do think so I think it'll always, like, I just love, like, heartbreak songs and sad songs, kind of. So, yes, I would say that. sad songs? Just that they make you feel something. Mm -hmm. I love feeling. feeling. Okay. Yeah. And when you think about love and everything that comes with that. Mm-hmm. There are a few things that that have the you know associated emotions that are that strong. So it does, <laughs> yeah, it does make sense. Uh huh. That's right. Yep. So is that also part of the equation for you when you're writing a song? Like how, mm-hmm. what emotion am I conveying? Like, are people really going to feel something? Yes, I think that's definitely part of. It is like, I think you just want to make people feel like, I do think that's a big 
part of music in general. It's just making people feel something. You talked about the live performance and how that's one of your favorite things to do. I'm sure the the energy and the emotion is probably a big part of that then, huh? Yes. Yeah, that's... So I'll tell you what I figured out about myself is I like going to the studio a lot, but there's so much like... It almost takes the emotion out of it for me because I'm... I feel like I have to be perfect, quote unquote, like quote unquote perfect um when i'm in the studio even though i could mess up and do it a million times but even just knowing that like it's a recording and like it has to be like i said perfect kind of like i don't really like that i definitely like live music and like performing live more than that just because i love feeling things and i feel like it's just easier for me when i know like I have this one shot and like, I just got to go for it. It doesn't have to be amazingly perfect and just. Seems sing. like they're more yeah. free. Yes. Doing performing live. Definitely. Uh-huh. Yes. And like, I feel like you, it makes, it kind of doesn't make sense. Cause it's like, if you're in the studio, you can mess up and you can redo it and you can mess up and you can redo it. But it's like that almost to me, like makes it, less authentic i guess yeah. is the word that makes like real yeah, authenticity yeah. no i get yeah mm-hmm. uh, also it's a there's a pressure there but it's a different kind of pressure yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it is and i i honestly having done both i think the pressure of playing live is just a more fun better pressure yeah <laughs> yes i agree I think it has to do with like the energy, you know, mm-hmm. like the, there's just something about playing for other people you mm-hmm. know, you're given. And when you're yeah. recording, when you know, people are going to hear it. Mm-hmm. You might be playing for, you got the producer, the producer's not impressed. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's They're just like, different. It little... It's a different energy. Mm-hmm. Do it a little better this time. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> Yeah, there was a line in one of my solo uh, songs on the solo record, and the line is "Try again." And he uh-huh. just, he just loved like, yeah, try that again, try again. Yeah, I, yeah. I like, all right, yeah. but it, it isn't it funny how like the repetition going over and over again. Because mm-hmm. I experienced this recording, just doing reads for like uh, just like sponsor message, and like yeah. it's better. Like if I can get it out the first or second or third take it's mm-hmm. way better than the 12th or 13th. Like yeah. I need to be prepared to step in and actually knock the thing out of the park. Cause yeah. otherwise it's just, it, you, it does sort of drain the life out of a recording. If mm-hmm. you're just, it does. it's the 25th, if it's the 85th repetition, of 85th, it, you know? take. Mm-hmm. 85th take or whatever <laughs> you got there. Yeah. And you also because you're just, then you just get bored of it and then you're yeah. just like low energy and then See, and you don't feel like, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feeling. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, I think it was Alice Cooper that said he had Slash, the great Slosh, mm-hmm. in Slosh? to play a guitar solo <laughs> on one of his songs. Mm-hmm. And they did, I want to say, like, I, I mean, it was like 10 to 15 takes, maybe 10 takes mm-hmm. for the guitar solo. And they're like, the first one was the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was just feeling it and just went for it, right? In mm-hmm. the moment, did the live 
improvisation thing that would yeah. that turned out to be the best take and it's like that seems to be you know you mentioned that right now michael mm -hmm. if, if you can get it on the first try that's usually the best. yeah i totally agree interesting the energy thing is, it has a lot to do with it i never really thought about that mm -hmm. everything's energy mm -hmm. yeah that's and you, you talk about the the energy at a live performance have you you said you're going to be playing out soon when was the last time you had the opportunity to do that oh probably not for the last like two years so like i know i said i wasn't taking anything seriously but i did used to perform places live and stuff like that but it was not for any big crowds or anything like that right but you got the experience and i'm sure that was meaningful yes it was so this will be different but i know it will be fun so how did what are you feeling going into to this performing you know now that you're more serious and now that you have your own music to promote and i think i'm just excited like i'm Maybe a little bit nervous, but I think I'm more just excited. Like, yeah, like I said, it's my favorite part about singing is being able to just do it live. And so I'm just excited for it. Yay. No, I just, <laughs> but no, it, yeah. it, it's good. Cause like, I'm, it just, I'm literally, it makes me think about myself. I'm like two years, dude, it's been so long since I've actually done a gig, like an action yeah. play. It's been much mm -hmm. longer than two years. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited too. I'm excited for you. Cause that's, a, yeah. there's nothing else like it. I, and anyone yeah. that, that loves performance knows, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it's, there's nothing else. There's no other high you can chase. Yes. That's, that is exciting. Well, you said it's a tour, right? So you're, you got yeah. dates booked and everything. You were like, it's ready to go. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, awesome. I'm not sure how many dates we have booked yet, but we're basically going through from September till December. And then we're trying to do more in 2022. Heck yeah. I mean, thank yeah. goodness that, that, that that's available to people like mm -hmm. right now. I know. It wasn't that long ago when there was just nope. nothing. Uh-uh. Not last year. Yeah, last year was interesting <laughs> for everybody. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. So in your live performances, is mm -hmm. it really just about I'm gonna get up on stage, I'm gonna do my thing the best I can and hope that people feel something? Or are you is there something you have in mind that you hope they would feel when you're up on stage? I don't think I have a specific emotion or anything that I would want someone to feel. I mean, I think, and I know this is maybe this once again, I'm going to use negative Nancy. Maybe this makes me a negative Nancy, but like, I would like to invoke like maybe like sadness, not in a bad way, but I just think that like, if you can make someone cry or if you can just make them maybe even happiness, but more so like those negative emotions, which I think then causes you to heal from that. If you can bring up like those negative emotions in someone that they need to just like feel, do you get what I'm saying? Like, I think that would be what I would want them to feel. 
if that makes sense. Yeah, I guess there always can be a therapeutic element. Yeah. Yeah, because there's beauty attached to sadness, too, in a lot of circumstances. And it's all in how you look at things, you know? Mm -hmm. But yeah, that I understand where you're coming from there. It's like you want to be able to to draw out and to get like get reaction to get feeling and, and communicate. Yeah. I don't know how to say it like to resonate, you know, yes. a certain certain frequency. Mm-hmm. That's why I'd put it. Yeah. Well, another thing is uh, you know, movies and TV shows do that all the time on purpose. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. that's part of art. You know, that you have the, I want to express a happy emotion in my heart and I want to express, you know, talk about death or talk about mm-hmm. loss or talk about heartbreak like you brought yeah. up here, right? They're uh-huh. all valid. They're all yes, they are. part of it. Mm-hmm. And you, can, I think you can also do it in ways that like are, I just think, I just think music is therapeutic. I like the use that word. Because I think that, at least for me, it is. And so I guess I think there is just something nice about that. And I don't know. I'm just a firm believer in, like, people need to feel their emotions, their negative emotions. because, And sometimes music makes you feel those negative emotions. But that can be, like I said, healing for you to have to feel those things. You know what I mean? Right. You have to face them. Yeah. They exist. They're part of you. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to, you can't just sweep them under the rug and act like they don't <laughs> exist. Yeah. You know, and then ostracize mm-hmm. people in your life that make you feel any negative emotions. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh-huh. It's a if you're going to have to face these things and delve into coming to terms with something negative emotionally mm-hmm. in your life, music has helped a lot of people to do that. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the music that just makes you happy too. And you just want to dance and. <laughs> Why do you say it that way? Just want to dance. <laughs> yeah, I get that too. Like uh-huh. it, does, it can do well, yeah. music is a other, technology. other artists have brought that up. You can, they just mm-hmm. need a it's Friday night and yeah. I'm gonna party song, you know. All of it's okay, <laughs> not me, it's good, yeah. You know, there's yeah. not one kind that's better than the other, it's just different, uh huh. Yeah, know? yes, exactly. I don't believe nice. in anything being better being than better. anything else. I think it just depends on you as a person and what you like. Like yeah. your fa- what? What's your favorite? This not the better. This is the best. Yeah. artist mm-hmm. is the best. Yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, yeah that. Yeah, I, I am coming around to that. Like the, the <laughs> best is a, it's an arbitrary thing. Yeah, it's, re- uh-huh. it's extremely relative. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, it's kind of pointless. Just appreciate people for what they do, and right. yeah. you don't need to compare it to anything else. Yeah. Well, time has flown by today, Bree. Mm-hmm. Thank you for yeah. the, the awesome conversation. Yes, thank you um, so much. Do you have any last insights, words of wisdom, or anything you would like to say to our beautiful listeners around the world before you go? Um, I would just like to say thank you for listening. And also thank you to you both 
for letting me come talk to you for a little bit. It was wonderful. Well, we we appreciate your time, and it's mutually uh, it's a mutually awesome experience. Thank you. Every time mm-hmm. we have an awesome yeah. conversation, so. Uh huh. Yay! Oh, and <laughs> if our how do where do our beautiful listeners find you? Um. TikTok, so probably right? yeah, TikTok, Instagram. It's at Brianna Moore on both of those. So oh, I also have a YouTube, which YouTube. is Brianna Moore. Yeah, okay. I have full length covers and stuff on there. And the people that that want to see you live, where do they go to find the the tour dates and the venue information and all that? There's two dates up on my Instagram right now. Um, the rest of them nowhere yet. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, folks, uh, I don't have any other words of wisdom to words of wisdom <laughs> words of wisdom to share. Do you? Do you, buddy? You you good? You got. Let's just be yes. wild and free. Yeah. Heck Love yeah. that. <laughs> uh, well, I do have a closer to play for us. You ready for this? Oh, look at that. We're back on the cactus, right? See? <laughs> it's a beautiful yeah. cactus. Wow, look, it's that. A beautiful, look, see that big old hole right uh-huh. there? Like, I don't even know. What, I wonder what caused that, but the thing's still uh-huh. standing. All right, here we go. Don't laugh at me, Ryan. How dare you? <laughs> All right, we love you all. Bye. Oh.